The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 97. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers. Found the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And join me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 11th episode of Season 5, Desperate Measures. A truck carrying Russian soldiers is ambushed by an unknown men posing as Russian soldiers, who kill them all. Meanwhile, Carter is kidnapped by men in a white van, and SG-1 suspects that the NID is behind this. They discover that a gold symbiote was purchased by a businessman named Adrian Conrad to heal his life-threatening disease, and they needed Carter to figure out how to remove the gold without killing the host. SG-1 and the local SWAT team surround the hospital where Conrad is staying, but the doctors implant the gold into Conrad and then try to kill Carter to study her brain tissue. O'Neill and Mayborn manage to stop the procedure, but Conrad or the ghoul pretending to be him, that is, kills his executive assistant and escapes. In the end, Simmons takes the gold captive and takes him to an NID facility and begins to interrogate it. Lots of fun. <laughs> Thought it was funny uh, juxtaposing this episode with Wormhole Extreme, which comes right after, and this one's pretty dark, and that one's so light. Yeah. Yeah, they really had to resort to, to desperate measures in this one. Oh, <laughs> we need it like a, we need a pun bell. I think. Yeah, I, I think what we need to do is be more judicious with the remove button on the uh, <laughs> on Streamyard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, this is this is another plot advancing episode. This is you know we've got NID, we've got Mayborn, mm-hmm. who's always a treat. Whenever Mayborn shows up, he's always a treat, and more so now that he's more rogue than he was. Mm-hmm. So he could be a little bit more freewheeling. Um, we got Simmons, who John Delancey's always a treat to see. Um, but it's a plot episode. It's advancing the overarching plot of the the Gwauld and some human elements trying to to take advantage of them. And we've got the Elon Musk wannabe and things like that. So uh, it's an okay episode. It, it, it's all right. It, it's not the greatest. And uh, there, there's there's definitely some episode stretching in this one. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all the all the stairs, which we can talk about yeah. in a minute. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about you, Lisa? I like the uh, the thought behind the episode. The idea that a uh, rich, wealthy business owner, you know, finds out about the symbiote and the gould and how he's got a a disease that can be healed by the symbiote and you know, seeks it for his own personal gain. And I mean, I, I like all of that, the intrigue and what they're trying to do here. I just, um, I think that if this wasn't season five, if it had been an earlier season, we'd be like, this is amazing. 
But the problem we have is that season four and season five, I mean, Stargate just keeps getting better. And so this is a good episode. It's just that it's in a season of episodes that are really very good. So it doesn't stand out. Um, and I think that, I think as a group, we all struggle with some of the earth-based episodes and this yep. is one. And then it's mm-hmm. a little short on time. So they, they do a few things to make it stretch. So, eh, I mean, it's enjoyable. It's, it's not at the top or anything. I kept waiting for uh, Mulder and Scully to show up. It felt like a <laughs> yeah, it, did. it felt <laughs> like a okay episode yes. of the X Files. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <just> with, <laughs> like the secret organization and the Russians and all the intrigue and all that. But yeah, yeah, it was okay. What about you, Victor? Yeah, boy, the team really had to resort to some desperate. Uh, no, I mean, no. that's no. There's, I mean, you watch an episode like this, and you watch an episode like this, and and you have to take it on balance that you know they're saving money here to do something really cool in a different episode, mm-hmm. such as you know either the next episode or later in the later in the season. So, um, it does advance the plot. It shows that Colonel Simmons really is a bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's. He's, he's a very bad guy. He, he shoots Jack, which isn't nice. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then now we have a, we have a Gould on the loose, not really on the loose. He's in captivity now, but, but, um, this, this kind of plot about like, you know, the rich, you know, industrialist, um, who, who's trying to use, you know, off world technology to save either himself or someone. I think they do this again in Atlantis with the, with the nano machines. You know, and I think it's done a little bit better there because there's there's more, you know, drama and tension in it and stuff. Um, and I think there's another either we've seen it or there's another kind of rich industrialist two plot coming up in the next couple of seasons. So they, they come back to this a couple of times. Um, but this is the first. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always fun to see to see Mayborn. Um, so that that part's cool. And there's a couple other cool things I liked. We get a scene between Richard Dean Anderson and John Delancey which this is just a few years after they starred together in the show legend, uh, which was like a, a comedic show. And so they were playing off each other comedically. And then you see this scene where they're very much not playing off each other comedically. And it's kind of <laughs> like hard to believe it's the same two actors, you know, just in two very different characters in a very different scene um, from what they played in legend. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so th- that was kind of nice. I was like, Oh yeah, they get a, a good scene together. I feel like the most remarkable thing about this episode was how good the Gould and the tank looked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When they, they do some like real camera yeah. tracking. Yeah. yeah. And we don't see the implantation. You realize we, they cut that out completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cut that out and then, yeah. Well, you talk about the, you know, comedy though. Of course you think of John DeLancey, anybody who's a science fiction fan, they know mm-hmm. him from Star Trek. You know, he's done yeah. many more things than next generation. And, you know, yeah, Q has been a serious character, but he's always been kind of that court jester type Mm -hmm. character where he's always kind of a smart aleck. He's always, you know, cracking jokes and making witticisms, but he's still a very serious character. And so it really shows John Delancey can kind of hit both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Here he just comes across as slimy, but he plays it well. (laughs) He plays it very well. He does it well. Yeah. And this is in a couple of years, he'll play um, Uncle Sid on Andromeda, who is kind of also another slimy character, but may may have a heart of gold and is is still kind of funny and stuff, too. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it probably is his most like downplayed role here in Stargate. 
Do you know where I know John Delancey from? But before, I mean, obviously I watched Next Generation, so I know I'm from there. But before that, he was on the soap opera Days of Our Lives for eight years. Yep. Which yes, was oh, the wow, soap opera really? I grew up watching. My mom, my grandmother. Yeah, eight years. Yep, he started Eugene Bradford. Like so there you go. The hourglass. So that's what exactly. my mom used yeah. to watch when I was a when yeah. I was a kid. And yeah, he was on there, and he played a character who had you know cancer or something like that. And then of course they changed actors, and he did the whole surgery yeah. and all that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's all. But, that's how I always think of him. He didn't play yep. one of the earlier Stefanos, did he? Or no, was it a brain? No, he was not oh, Stefano okay. Demera. Nope. <laughs> that, that shows, you know, that shows that like, you know, yeah. actually we remember these. I think it was, was it the Brady family? I think is what he was yeah. with in I Days of Our so. Lives. But... I have to dig that up from the eighties, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I born yet. I watched that show no, when I was a kid. Yeah. Probably so. <laughs> so. Yeah. Being a latchkey kid. I mean, or, you know. No, I, the only, the only reason I remember too. that that he uh, that he was on Days of Our Lives because I remember my mom saying, "Oh yeah, he played this character. He was this character in Days of Our Lives. Yeah. And, you know, he had like MS or cancer or something like that, and was written out." So for a long time, I thought the actor, I thought John Delancey himself, had whatever disease that was when he started Next Generation. Oh, how funny! Because of course I was yeah. five years old or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he really did become a Q. That's how he was cured. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like part of the problem with this episode is that you don't get introduced to Adrian until like 15 mm-hmm. minutes before it's over. And so they don't really do anything to make him seem even remotely sympathetic. I feel like, like mm-hmm. I feel like they could have played that mm-hmm. up more where obviously what he's doing is not moral, but you can at least sympathize with his plight and you don't really get any of that. I feel like, so it's just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of nice. fell flat. No, and I felt like who he was kind of before the he got the gold, the implantation, and then after when he has the gold and he's pleading with his secretary slash, I'm assuming, girlfriend, Diana, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's got this like super sweet little voice and he's like, oh no, it's me and all this. And, and I, so I agree with you, Jack, that they didn't do a good job of establishing who he was leading up to it because it, it felt disconnected from each other. And mm-hmm. we, we, Spoiler, we do see him later as a Gould. So, mm-hmm. um, and he'd do a much better job of fleshing out kind of who he is as a Gould. But, but yeah, I think that would have helped the episode a lot to set him up as, right. you know, what kind of yeah, industrial type he was. He, that he actually, we actually see him as when Sam escapes. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, we hear about him. Obviously, he's you know, yeah. mentioned in the briefing or whatever. But mm-hmm. beyond that, it's like, well, he disappeared six months ago, and no one's ever seen him since, except his, you know, his love interest slash executive secretary. Mm-hmm. And the two, like, weird doctors who are, like, yeah, <laughs> odd, oddly, like, young and fresh-faced to be, I don't know, maybe that's how he was able to recruit them into, like, doing unethical alien experiments or something. They were super happy to, like, dissect her brain tissue as soon as Diana yeah. gave them the thumbs up, right? Well, the, the one guy, you know, she wakes up and he's like, oh, it's so great to meet you. It's just such an honor. And she's like, I don't know who you are, but if I had a gun right now, I'd kill you. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you know what I thought of with those doctors? I just thought of uh, Dr. Bunsen and Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. gosh. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> this is the Today vibe I got. Labs, we are implanting an alien symbiote in my assistant, Beaker. Me, 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 me. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's. 
No, and it's uh, I'm surprised Mayburn didn't like kill them at the end, where where he's like Jack's like I gotta go save Sam, and he's like Ah, oh, it's okay, Jack, I got these guys here. He did. And you're like, no, he like he handcuffed them together and knocked them out. It looked like I thought it looked like he did more than just knock them out. Then what, but they were. I mean, you didn't I see know. any blood or anything like that. But Daniel walks in and they're both laying there, and he just kind of walks away. Like they're handcuffed to like a gurney together. I don't know. It looked like they were knocked out when Mayburn obviously <laughs> would have would have killed them uh, because they could identify him, and they actually. I, I yeah. I pretty much Uh-oh. took that scene of Daniel saw him sitting there dead and went well okay oh okay and walked away. <laughs> Either way, it was smart of Mayborn to 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 kill them if that's what he did. But you shouldn't. Kill. You're just a Mayborn <laughs> yeah. fan. Yeah, I am a Mayborn fan. Yeah, and so yeah, and, and the way they reach out to him is is through the early 2000s websites, which we've established yeah. that that Mayborn knows how, he knows how to surf the internet there because there's the only one chat group that. Mayborn's checking, like well, he's right? a fan of Godzilla and Mothra, I guess. Um, yep. But there's only one of those chat groups on the internet, and well, it was 2001. There were like the, there were four, the there monster were four or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he uses the Starsky and Hutch alias, which yeah. <laughs> the only two people on the planet who know about that are Mayborn and then like the head of the NID who we just yeah. saw <laughs> in like the last episode. So it's like, yeah, real smart. Use the one alias that you're like arch nemesis and in it charge hurt. of, like the. Yeah, it did work, and 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 uh, yeah, Kinsey didn't show up, so that was a, uh, a plus. Now, here's the important question: Did Mayborn kill the homeless guy? Aww, yeah, that's right. Because they, they showed up at the homeless guy's camp, and he wasn't oh. there. Mayborn probably like gave him money to buy coffee, and he went off to buy yeah. coffee. Yeah, there you go. Go to I, Starbucks. That's my more National Geographics. I did read that they originally it wasn't supposed to be a National no. Geographic. I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't what they originally oh. thought it was going to be. It's supposed to be a girly magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those magazines you only read for the articles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. And they, they toned it down. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Because that makes Jack look really creepy, too. <laughs> it would. Yeah, that would I, not have aged well. It would not have aged well. No, but yeah, it it would have made Jack look a lot less no. sympathetic as like right. the uh, all yeah. American hero that that he is. Okay, can, you're gonna talk about all American hero. Can we talk about the scene where he's putting on the um, bulletproof jacket and he doesn't have sleeves? Yeah. Oh Why? yeah. And then he puts a coat on. I'm like, this is gonna sound bad. Like, were they trying to make him the? Like, like Bruce Willis or sexy, you know, like main star. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where he doesn't, I don't know. It was a weird look for me. Like, well, that he had the vest on. No, they didn't have any sleeves. Well, the, the no, that it was the sleeves on the vest. Those vests don't have sleeves, but he had a shirt, he had a t shirt underneath it. But he yeah, what, 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 the comment where he talks about where, yeah. you know, they need to put sleeves on these is sleeves on the bulletproof vest, right. Right, so he, like, arm, he yeah. had bare arms. I'm just saying it was a weird, like, like he was supposed I mean, to be walking around flexing or something. Maybe I don't he, know. Did, I was I, like, he didn't. I don't know. I didn't he didn't probably that, plan but. that he was going to have to undress and wear a bulletproof vest. Like, probably just wore like his was it like a wife beater? I didn't catch. Yeah, that, I thought it but, looked like he had a regular T-shirt on, but oh, okay. yeah. I might have missed it. Okay, I wasn't yeah. looking at his muscles. Like, so mm. his other well, T-shirts were in the wash. Maybe if Chilk had done that, like it would have been good. Yeah. It's an odd choice. Yeah, I didn't get people with a lot either. to do in this episode. <laughs> no. Tilk. No, Tilk. Was he in this episode? <laughs> I honestly. Not sure. He yeah. kind of, yeah, no, no, actually he really wasn't, was he? 
I honestly don't remember. I think he helps him search the hospital, right? And he knocks out one of the guards a or lot. something. Like, oh, that's right. The worst guards, like, who take, like, I don't know how to get my gun out of my holster. And yeah, you, mean, you mean the ones of, like, uh, I got I, yeah. I got zapped with electricity. You know how hard this hurts? Yeah. No, how hard does this hurt? This hard, zap, zap, you know? Uh, it's and more like zap. The like other little... guard's like, hmm, where is he going with this? Oh, he's yeah. going to zap me next. Oh, I better get my gun out. Oh, and then but it's like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like they're just like in some random c- hospital in Seattle. I was assuming they were going to be yeah. like in an offshore island because they mentioned that with uh, Mayborn's account. And so I was thinking he's probably on his private island, but I guess you know, not. He was in St. Catherine's or St. Christine's Hospital in, mm-hmm. Seattle, in Seattle, which yeah. ended up being, of course, a Vancouver insane asylum that had been closed down years ago type of thing. But if you're hiding out, in a closed-down hospital, why can someone just walk in off the street? You yeah. only have, like, three guards, I guess. <laughs> you know, two of they them They didn't lock inside. the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, much. And, and, of course, you know, they, they, the, the uh, what, what's his name? Uh, um, the Elon Musk guy tells Sam, oh, all the doors are, are, you know, welded shut or they're locked shut. Yeah. But, of course, Daniel could just walk in the front door. All the other doors are locked, though. Well, they got to get in somehow. How are they going to get their coffee? I Apparently. That's true. I mean, there's a lot, there's probably a Starbucks around the corner. They're in Seattle. That's true. Even even back then there were, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we talked about um, there seems to be a lot of uh, padded uh, like time filler in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so on episode 100, this is actually going to be the most fun thing to talk about in this episode, I feel like. Uh, we're going to have Joseph Malazzi on uh, talking to us. Uh, he agreed to do an interview, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and he, he did tell us about this episode. Apparently, they, did, they added a lot of walking around the hallways and up and down stairs because they had to pad out the time. And <laughs> they, they, watching they this episode, show... yeah, with that in mind, I definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to show Daniel and Teal'c walking around, checking everything out for like two minutes because they ran out of material yeah yeah and it shows it this yep. this is you know one of the complaints about classic doctor who is it's running around corridors <laughs> yeah. for like an entire episode well this was pretty close to that for stargate standards yeah what they should have done is says they the guards should have had like some funny like stormtrooper banter like they do on the the new star <laughs> star wars shows where like the stormtroopers hey, like, do you hear anything oh nothing Never mind. Didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been over to that Maz Isle's Cantina. That was great. Shh. Get back to work, you two. Yeah. Shh. They should have, what they should have done is started the episode with like Adrian and uh, mm-hmm. his girlfriend and like given some character establishment for him. Because mm-hmm. then you would actually care at least a little bit when he showed up later. Because of, of, you know, just well, especially angry dude. her because she ends up dead and we're like okay oh, yeah. well we barely know who this gal yeah. is other than you know his secretary slash love interest yeah but evidently she like she was giving the orders yeah. i mean the doctors and everyone listened to her i mean she mm-hmm. was running things so it did seem yeah i would have liked to have gotten a little bit more about them because it did seem odd that she's running everything and giving orders and everything else and then Obviously, they have a relationship, and then you cut the scene, you cut cut back, and she's dead on the floor. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to see, uh, looking at the Gate World page for the character, Diana Mendez, Adrian Conrad's personal assistant and closet lover. 
Well, she must spend a lot of I- a time at Ikea if she's a closet lover. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 did like the, I did like the scene with her and, and, uh, and um, Mayborn. Mayborn, where he's like, you know, in my previous career, I had, you know, do whatever was necessary. And he turns the bra- little brass cannon towards her. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of, an, you know, that, those little, that little kind of reference of, yeah, mess with me and, and you'll find out what a cannon does, you know, kind of deal. It was a pretty nice little, nice little touch where he's saying what he's going to do if she doesn't help him without actually saying it. Yeah. I feel like they could have humanized her a bit by having her not die and then have her ask SG-1 for help or something. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think they tried to make her only care about him. Like, she was right. supposed to be all in whatever um, Adrian, you know, what would save him or do or whatever. But But since we didn't have any context for it it just kind of didn't work Mm -hmm. adrian must have great closets (laughs) that's all i can figure i mean he's a he's He's very very rich he's very rich he's a millionaire he's got plenty of closets (laughs) he's got closets within his closets yeah (laughs) closets are bigger on the inside yeah (laughs) uh well you're supposed to feel a little a little bit of a I think they're trying to humanize Mayborn a little bit in this episode because at, at some point, you know, Mayborn's talking about how, yes, he took the, what was it, $3 million and, you know, but but he's really very sorry that Carter got caught up in all of it. Yeah. You know, he's not sorry for what he did. He's just, he's sorry <laughs> that, you know, that Carter got caught. Well, so. this is this is where we're starting to actually like Mayborn, even if he's still slimy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's fun to watch now. Before he was just insufferable, but yeah, having yeah. him on the lamb is much more fun. And he just pops. Think about their bromance going on between yeah. Jack and and Mayboard. I mean, Jack sends him a little message on a message board, and here he is, like a day later. Yeah, he just flies in from wherever, and like Jack, what do you need? Yeah, well, I, I love the uh, where he walks. You know, J- Jack's in there. He puts down the magazines, and he's looking around the the little homeless camp there. Mayborn's like says. Don't turn around, Jack. And of course, yeah. the first thing he does is turn around. He's like, yeah, yeah. forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have a gun. Daniel or Jack's like, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And? <laughs> and. But we get the reference as, uh, for those of you watching the video, as uh, Victor shows, we have reference to four, five, se- user 4574, Colonel Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that comes back. Because he doesn't randomize his... Uh... His username or anything? Well, it's, it's Unix. You get assigned a user number, but why his name didn't show up is a whole nother. We talked about that back last time. Yeah. We heard <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Simmons, why that was ridiculous. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Make a lot of the show. It's got to work. Yeah. yeah. And so he's, he's bad. He won't help Jack. And then he shoots Jack. And then he keeps the ghoul as a pet to try and learn from it. And this winds up going poorly for Simmons in another season or so. So. Yep. Um, yeah. There's a couple mm-hmm. more times that they show up and yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. For I've never seen that. Yeah. Or the Gwauld. I, I do like that they turned Simmons into a recurring character, that they've made him. You know, we've talked about it before, how there's always one, like, bureaucrat, mm-hmm. bad guy kind of thing. And and it was Mayborn for a little while, but now we've got um, Simmons. And so it's kind of nice to see such a great guest star come yeah. in and have that recurring character. Well, and I had to laugh too because he said NID was civilian oversight, and yet both Mayborn and Simmons are colonels in the Air Force. 
That's not the definition of civilian oversight. That's the very opposite of it. <laughs> Using the term civilian-ish. Loosely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They wear suits. Maybe his secretary was a civilian. Yeah. Dolores. Yeah. Using contractors, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And we get another good guest star in this, Frank uh, Frank C. Turner, who uh, played the the homeless gentleman, um, mm-hmm. has been in everything. as a very distinctive, you know, look look about him. Mm-hmm. He was uh, also in you know a few episodes of MacGyver and stuff, but he's still working, as far as I can tell, quite prolifically. So, um, and he told you know he knew it was ninjas that caught him. You know, yeah, ninjas, ninjas that jumped out of the white van and grabbed her. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is one of the few times we see Carter in like civilian clothes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And her, and her cool yep. car again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool little Volvo there. <laughs> yeah. She, you think about it, she didn't really have much to do either. Yeah, she was pretty good with that scalpel cutting her yeah. restraints. Yeah. And giving menacing looks at the doctor who thought she was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was 12. Yeah. Yeah. He said Dr. Skippy. Dookie Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on this episode? <laughs> there really wasn't much else to talk about in this one. Yeah. I, you know, I, I looked this one. I always look everything up online to see what other people have had to say. And let's just say there's not even a lot. I think this is kind of a, I don't want to say forgotten episode, but it's like I said, it's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. I, I, so many well, I did forget to ones. mention um, that there's a reference to G. Gordon. Yes. G. Oh, Gordon yeah. Liddy. From from uh, Clint or the Nixon era, Watergate. Who I oh, yeah. think actually played a a villain in an episode of MacGyver back when he was doing acting and stuff before he was doing. <laughs> I, I I think before it was MacGyver. Was political yeah. commentary. Yeah, so I, I I'd have to look it up, but I I seem to recall. Yeah, so it's funny that that um, Richard Dean Anderson is is talking about G. Gordon Liddy when he acted with him in in MacGyver as well. So it's just kind of <laughs> one of those weird. Yeah, because I think he, he, had to, he was talking to was it Simmons? He said, "Well, it's very G. Gordon of you," or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, Mayborn because with mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, that was the thing that G. Gordon Liddy got in trouble for was embezzlement and taking bribes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Gordon Liddy has some dirty tricks up his sleeve. MacGyver has chosen to test a car engine. Oh, that's right. G. Gordon Liddy tries to sabotage this revolutionary race car engine. Um, <laughs> and MacGyver has to win the race to 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 prove that he's the murderer. G. Gordon Liddy is the murderer or something. Yeah, that was it. funny. In real life or in the show? It was in the yeah. hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so um, on we're on episode ninety seven now. So episode one hundred is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're gonna have Joseph Malazzi on uh, to interview, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep, absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. And before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Jonathan F, John D, Kathy B, Stephen B, and Bailaron S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give and be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. 
And we'll be back. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG One Wormhole Extreme. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And I was in Nam vacation <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another podcast on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash secrets.